You're listening to Heather Solves Everything, a show about discovering strengths and solving problems. So what are we waiting for? Let's get into it. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Heather Solves Everything. This is the show where I take credit for solving your problems by introducing you to cool people with smart ideas. I hope that it's also a place where you can press pause, get reoriented in life, and discover what living in balance really means for you. You've made it. This is your place to find some space. And that's exactly what we're going to talk about today. My guest is Alan Carroll. He is an education psychologist specializing in transpersonal psychology. He's passionate about giving people the experience of mindfulness and presence in public speaking. He has dedicated his life to discovering tools and helping people how to use them to help us escape the psychological suffering caused by our ego and reconnect to a freer way of living. And today, we're going to talk about Alan's work in the fifth element and space, but maybe not in the way that you might be thinking Alan, welcome to Heather Solves Everything. Thank you for that. (laughs) Are you ready to solve everything? I'm ready to go. Let's do it. Let's get into it. Okay, now, Alan, when I think about the fifth element, I think about Bruce Willis playing Corbin Dallas in the movie The Fifth Element. And never once do I think about my ego or space or public speaking. Can you tell us how you connect these things together? What is space and what role does it play in the transformation process of the five elements? When I was in junior high, maybe I took a class in history or social studies. And they talked about these folks from Greek 2,000 years ago, and they described the reality in which they lived. They said the reality is comprised of five elements. All right. What are they? Well, they said there was earth, which is the solids. There is the liquids, the water. There's the fire, which is the transformative element. And then there's the the air or the gases. And there is the, the space in which all those things are contained. Now, the first four, earth, air, fire, and water, are contained within the physical world, so you can touch, feel, see, and hear it. Space, space? Where where is space? Well, I have my hands up right now, and you can see that there's a space between my hands right now. You Mm -hmm. can't smell it. You can't see it. You can't taste it. You can't hear it. You can't, you, you cannot see, even see it. It doesn't exist in the physical world, but there's a space there. And it's available when you speak because the amateur speakers do not create any intervals or spaces between the sounds that they speak. They just talk with it where they talk. They don't even think about the creation of a space in time while I'm speaking to you. I'm creating a a vibration of sound, like an ornament on a Christmas tree. I stop blowing air out of my body. I create emptiness. 
space between the sounds that I am speaking. And when you can do that consciously, you control the timing of your speaking while you are speaking. And, and, and the psychological benefit here is when you ask yourself, Heather, well, who am I speaking for? And you would say, I'm speaking for me. Well, who's me? Me is your identity, your identity, all the things you consider yourself to be, all the concepts. I'm, I'm Alan, I'm a male, I'm a body, I'm an American, I'm a New England Patriot fan, I'm a, I'm a family man, I'm a father, I'm a father, I'm a grandfather, I'm a, I, my color of my skin is white, my religion is Christianity, I'm an American, I believe that there's a son, I believe all my beliefs, concepts, points of view, you put them all together, put a circle around it, put your name in there too, Heather, right there on top is, a, is your name, and you label that ego. Right. So your ego is made up of concepts. In space, there are no concepts. So space is a non-conceptual reality. And, and, and then the ego is a conceptual reality. And so the thought, the ego thought dissolves. And that releases you from the suffering. Tell me how that separation from the ego happens just by pausing and allowing for there to be space in the conversation or even just in your thoughts. So I might hear somebody say something that my ego identifies with. Oh, they're talking about me. And then my ego becomes engaged in that process. If I want to disengage my ego from that and simply observe and then respond. There's a a form of yoga when I started to do yoga 50 years ago, it was Hatha yoga. It was the yoga of the body, moving, stretching, limbering your body. Then they brought in prana yoga, yoga of the breath, working on the breath. Well, then the, 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 the king yoga is Raja yoga. Ra- Raja yoga is the ability to get beyond the thinking inside your head. So all the questions you were asking me are conceptual thoughts. And we're not talking about anything that can be used, that can be described by using conceptual thoughts. So the, you can't answer your question using conceptual thoughts, uh, but you can give people an experience of what we're talking about. And in order to give you an experience of what we're talking about, we'll just have your listeners right now just to stop whatever you're doing, if, if, it's, if it's possible, uh, and, and just take a breath. Just take a breath right now and feel your feet on the floor. And when you, when, when you breathe out, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to breathe in for a count of four, hold it for a count of two. Then we're going to breathe out for a count of five, hold the emptiness for a count of two. It won't last very long, but just experience it. If you can close your eyes, it's even better. But if you're driving, don't bother to close your eyes. All right. So breathe in for a count of four, one, two, three, four, hold the fullness for a count of two. Breathe out for a count of five, four, three, two, one, and hold the emptiness for a count of two. And breathing, conscious breathing is a, a, a big way of accessing uh, that mindful, empty space. 
Because when you focus on the breathing, your attention is not on the thoughts, the conceptual thoughts. Your attention has flipped, and now your attention is on your body. And we call that being embodied. When you think about your thoughts, you're disembodied. And so if you can create a pause between the thoughts that you speak, you can create a gap between the thoughts that you think about what you want to say. Now, I know that you have done this work with um, helping people with public speaking when they're making presentations in front of an audience and they may have a tendency to get ahead of themselves with their words. They might be presenting something that they've rehearsed and memorized it, or they may be worried that they're going to forget what it is that they want to say when they're on stage or yeah. um, be, be misleading or confusing in some way. I'm curious about how somebody could use this in their daily life. And I'm thinking about the people who I interact with in my coaching practice who are typically coming to me and saying they have no more room they have no space. They are worked to the maximum of what their time can allow. And they no longer have time left for themselves or to even think about the next day. They're, they're living moment to moment. And I could see this concept as being something that anyone could start practicing to be able to give themselves that margin and to create that space and kind of reclaim it for themselves. And so we live in a constant state of agitation. But when you pause, what what you'll notice is that all that agitation, all those thoughts that got stirred up begin to settle down and it returns to clarity. When you were saying that, my brain was thinking about social media and how quickly we get on that comment field when we see a post that somebody has made or a headline or something that generates a reaction yep. by our ego that yep. feels attacked or feels defensive or, you know, it's however it feels that it needs to respond. And that that age old advice of sleep on it, you know, which is really creating space, yep. writing a letter and then tearing it up. Yep. You know, just pausing before jumping into that response. And I like to think of those situations as thoughts going through a turnstile in a subway station. And letting them just continue to click through without me needing to check their ticket. Like they can continue to go through the turnstile and get on their train and go away. And I don't need to engage with them. Yep. And in a way, that's also creating some space is recognizing that we don't need to engage with every thought that we have. Yep. Sometimes it just needs to get on a train and go on its way. But in order to not engage, you have to be able to see the thought. That means you have to be, you have to have developed inside of you the ability to observe the thought. 
Have you come across anybody who is uncomfortable in that space and they don't yet know how to be there and, and how to feel good about having space? Uh, exactly the opposite. When you watch a speaker speak, you'll notice there is a total absence of space in their speaking. When you watch a professional speaker speak, you'll notice that there's these little cracks of empty space between the sounds that they are speaking. It's like aerating the soil in the wintertime. When you roll that aerator over the soil to put the holes in, the fertilizer in the water, it adds air to the hardness. Pauses add spaciousness and air to the hardness of, of your ego. So you no longer resist things so much. You no longer have the need to defend your point of view because chemically it changes, your body changes based on the thoughts that you think. If somebody's interested in starting to practice this in their lives now, what do you recommend as their first steps? You gotta, you, you gotta create a new pattern. Uh, that, that all those patterns you're in right now, you gotta create a new, a new pattern of a minute a day, close your eyes, sit down in a quiet environment, quiet as you can get, feet flat on the floor, and just, Focus on your breathing. Just, just focus on breathing. And that will get you, begin to disconnect you from, from that disembodied state of, of all the thoughts that are stirring everything up. And you begin to tune into your body. And then, then go to two, three minutes a day. And, and then you can, uh, on the website, we talk about, oh, like uh, you'll see on the, the, the notes will be the book. I wrote the book. There's a stop technique that we talk about, which takes about a minute, which is stop, become still, take three deep breaths, relax. O for observe the tension in your body, allow the tension to relax. And then the P proceed with kindness. Uh, it takes, it takes a, just a 30 seconds to do that, but it disrupts mm-hmm. the, the automatic habitual conditioning pattern that's been developed over the years. You've never become grounded, never become still. When I am in a good habit of starting my day with mindfulness like that, in some meditation of just focusing on breathing and being in a place where you're not obligated to anything, you know, you're just allowing yourself to be. Yep. I can tell a distinct difference in my level of calm yep. than on the days when I skip that and I just jump up and get right into my day. And if I let too many days like that happen in a row, get ag- agitated and I can't figure out why I don't feel like myself. And start looking for a snack or start looking for something else that I think is going to fix in quotes my problem. And I recognize it's just that I have not slowed down and taken some space to allow myself to kind of catch up kind of feels like buffering, you know, when, when the video that you're watching, you've gotten too far ahead and it has to catch up. (laughs) Yep. We're like that too. And so I, I invite listeners to, to take 
Alan's advice and stop to create some space where you're just focusing on your breath. Tell me the acronym for stop again. S is for. That means just sort of realize I've been thinking about something. Well, I'm going to stop thinking about it. I'm going to stop thinking about what I'm thinking about and become still. I'm then going to take T, three breaths, full breaths, belly breaths, much oxygen doesn't get in my body. And then I'm going to observe the tension of, as I breathe out, the tension goes out by bottom of my feet. So I do those three times. And then the P is proceed with kindness. Do something, smile, stay a thought, positive thought, something that plants a positive vibration in the reality in which you're in at that moment of time. And the more positive vibrations you can create, the more loving you can speak, the more compassion you speak, you're, you're actually painting the reality in which you're living by by the way you speak. Friends, if you are one of those people who hears yourself saying, I just cannot do one more thing. I cannot take on anything else. There's no more time. There's nothing left. There's no more space for one more thing. Sometimes the most amazing transformations come from the simplest concepts. And in this case, we're talking about taking a minute to create some space, some breathing room for yourself. And if you're intrigued by what Alan has shared today and you want to learn more, reach out and get in touch with him. Alan, how can our listeners find you? Best way, Heather, is the uh, our website, the ACA, mindfulyou.com. We will also share that in the show notes so you can click on the links and connect with Alan and his team and um, hopefully share a testimonial about how uh, you've been feeling since you start giving yourself some space. Alan, thank you for sharing some of your space with us today. I'm glad to share something that works. It, it, It solves a lot of issues that people have just by being able to create that fifth element, empty space. Just a little bit of space. Do you have one minute to sit and create some margin for yourself, some breathing room? It might be just what you've been looking for. If you're like me and hear yourself saying, I just need some space to breathe. I just need a little bit of margin. Then you might be in need of some space. I really like Alan's idea of stop. Stopping, taking a breath, observing, and proceeding with kindness. And I love the simplicity of the concept and the powerful reverberations ripple effect that we can all experience in our lives as a result of it. And I hope that you will take one minute to sit and create some space for yourself and see whether that extends throughout your day. I'd love to hear what your experiences are like. Please check in with me. 
on Instagram. Just look for Heather Solves Everything or at heathersolveseverything.com. And in fact, you can submit a show topic or guest suggestion on that website as well. And I hope you will. This podcast is for you. And I'm glad that you're here and that you keep coming back. And I look forward to being with you next time. I'm Healthy Heather, and I hope something great happens for you today. And I'm always here to help you solve everything. To connect with Heather and find out more about today's show, just look for Heather Solves Everything on Facebook and Instagram. With a little help from your friends, you can solve everything too. 